Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. We are against strong exfoliation, especially today because pollution, stress, food, all, this, all the challenges of today are making our skin so weak. Why we should have weaker skin? Why we should go on pill? Why we should go on laser to be beautiful? And then what about the health? And with the evolution of human beings and the mammals, the, the, the skin becomes thinner and thinner, more sophisticated we are, more we are, more weaker we are. Hey guys, welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the best-selling beauty products and the damn good stories behind them. We're your hosts, Carlene Higgins and Jill Dunn. Hi everyone, welcome back to Breaking Beauty. Hey Jill. Hi Carlene. Hi. So we have just come off red carpet season. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of my faves, all the celebrity looks. It's uh, such good beauty gazing. Yeah. I love how people just have beauty moments on Instagram now. You debut a red carpet look, but you see it on Instagram mm-hmm. first. It's it's awesome. Speaking of trends, right up there with all the super straight flat ironed hair we saw, yeah. we're pretty sure that there was a lot of behind the scenes skincare trends going on having to do with peels on the red carpet oh yeah that's been I think a staple in Mm -hmm. in you know when you're getting your red carpet prep going yeah you always go and see the estheticians and the facialists that just go to LA and like basically live there for a month Mm -hmm. treating all of the stars but you know we can't talk about celebs looking great without talking about a few cult products which brings us to today's episode Well, we're all about separating the greats from the gimmicks on Breaking Beauty, and there is so much hype about peels and acids these days. Everyone is talking about it. Literally on LUK the other day, I just read a whole thing, like a cheat sheet about exfoliating acids, and I was Mm -hmm. like, wow, we're still talking about this, you know? And it's not even new. Yeah. And now it's just this huge resurgence. There's all kinds of new products launching, and so everybody, it's back in the beauty vernacular because... Everyone's like, what do these do again? Wait, what? Mm -hmm. It's been a minute. Mm -hmm. I think that lasers got popular for a bit and now... Lasers and fillers and all of that stuff. Yeah, but I think peels, it's the at home. Like that's where it's at right now. Totally. And everybody's comparing them and, you know, how do I use them? Nobody quite gets it, but like Glossier just launched one. I think Amora Vita is coming out with another new one. Um, And, of course, we've talked about some of our favorites on the show, like Nip and Fab, the glycolic peel pad. And let's not forget the Pixie Glow Tonic. That is a cult favorite as well. It's an alcohol-free 
exfoliating toner. You touched on the key ingredient there, the glycolic acid. Mm -hmm. These have like lactic acid. The group of them are known as AHAs, alpha hydroxy acids. There's the beta hydroxy acid, which is salicylic acid. But there is one OG of all of the acids or exfoliators out there, and that is... Biologique Recherche P50 Lotion. Yeah. And today we're talking to Dr. Philippe Alouche, whose parents, Yvonne and Josette Alouche, uh, they have now passed. They founded Biologique Recherche in the 1970s. We feel very fortunate to be talking to Dr. Alouche today. Yeah. And it's a French brand, if that wasn't obvious. <laughs> um, and the founders had backgrounds in medicine, Mm -hmm. um, as does their son, our guest today, Dr. Philippe Alouche. He is a medical doctor, and that is why a lot of their products are professionally prescribed by estheticians. What that means is that you won't find this product lining the shelves at drugstores or department stores, and I think that's a huge part of the appeal, pardon the pun. (laughs) I've read that a French newspaper called it the Hermes of skincare as a nod to how hard it can be to get your hands on a bottle. You know, I'm looking at the bottle right now. It is quite clinical looking, very mm-hmm. modest packaging in terms of it's it's plastic. It's got the sticker on the label. Mm-hmm. And I remember it it really was beyond a cult product. It was like mythological. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was always recommended whenever a model or actress was profiled in Vogue. Yeah. This, there was always a bottle of P50 on the top shelf, as it were, before mm-hmm. it was even known as a top shelf. Mm-hmm. Madonna is apparently a fan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, like, what is this? I need to get it. And, of course, the harder it is to get, the more you want it. Exactly. And um, as we're saying, it's definitely stood the test of time. Even really current models today, like Paloma Elsesser, who Pat McGrath sort of plucked from Instagram to be one of the faces of her makeup line when it launched. She's addicted to the P50. I mean, I think what really lends it credibility, though, is that every skin expert, yeah. the skin influencers, if you will, yeah. they are always coming back to the P50. Yeah. Caroline Hirons is um, a beauty YouTuber from the UK, and she, mm-hmm. in fact, has gone so far to say that P50 is her desert island number one beauty product of all time. Yeah. So something. you just know that this is this is legit although if you take it to a desert island bring your spf (laughs) exactly (laughs) it is going to give you that baby skin you want to protect so all of that being said what exactly is it you're probably Mm. going what does it do why do i need it totally um it's a gentle exfoliating and balancing toner picture a toner liquid so it's Mm -hmm. really lightweight and watery in texture Mm -hmm. and the results or what it does on the skin is it speeds up the natural rejuvenating process Mm -hmm. and the reconstruction of the skin's natural barrier Mm-hmm. So um, the lotion, it also, in my experience, when I use it, I notice that it really regulates the sebum. Yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of glycolic, as any regular listener will know. But sometimes I find if with different formulations, they can be a bit drying. They can actually stimulate um, mm-hmm. oil or sebum production. This is all about balancing. And I think it's that pH. Mm-hmm. It's pH balanced as well. What's your experience using it? Well, I love it. We've talked about peels in the past, mm-hmm. and I we have very different skin types. Yeah. I have sensitive skin. Um, so some peels I don't love because I get so much redness. I get worried, frankly. Yeah. And I don't find that with this product. So I just – here's the real proof to me. It passed the litmus test. I've been using it again recently. 
random compliment on my skin out of nowhere. Yeah. Okay. Sold. Your skin looks great. And I'm just like, I know when I'm doing something different and dedicated like this. Yeah. That's making a difference. And what I like about it is it does feel like kind of a Japanese skincare style softener when I put it on. It doesn't feel dehydrating the way mm-hmm. you might think of a toner. So I know that it's exfoliating, but mm-hmm. it's also kind of hydrating. It's mm-hmm. got like humectant uh, benefits in I'm, it as well. Yeah, I'm like staring at you the whole time you're talking. I'm like looking. Yeah, it's true. It's like <gasps> you're very glowy. <laughs> um, and I'm looking at the bottle also, which is in my hand right now. Mm-hmm. And it's got this laundry list of exfoliators, um, lactic acid, glycolic acid, malic acid, mm-hmm. salicylic acid, citric, mm-hmm. and the piece de resistance is vinegar. Mm-hmm. And oh, also horse, horse radish. I always say this wrong. <laughs> Ho- what is it? Horse radish, horse radish extract. So some of the ingredients are antioxidants Mm -hmm. as well that are meant to fight the free radicals that contribute to aging. Um, It sounds like something I'm going to put on my fish and chips. Yeah, like it's like skincare vinaigrette. Exactly. (laughs) But the vinegar helps to buffer the other exfoliating Mm -hmm. ingredients. That's the whole point of that. So in this episode, we're really going to dive into what makes this peel this acid peel product different from what else is on the market. And what you will discover is that it's the opposite of that, you know, 90s Samantha sex in the city moment, those (laughs) aggressive peels that would sort of really rip your face off. And you Um, couldn't leave the house for days. This is the complete opposite of that. Exactly. It's all about the health of the skin. Yeah. And those ingredients that I mentioned, glycolic acid, lactic acid, Mm -hmm. they sort of work on the surface of the skin. They for lack of a better word, melt away. I like to say eat away. Yeah. The bonds between dead skin cells. So the glowy, fresher skin underneath is revealed. Mm -hmm. And P50 balances out the epidermis with more of a low and slow approach. So over time, your pores are tighter, fine lines appear, you know, are reduced. Um, Skin has that glow that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. And you know what I think is really important to mention, Carlene? And we don't always touch on this, but price point, mm-hmm. honestly, you would think this is so exclusive. Celebrities love it. Okay, it's mm-hmm. gonna, I'm going to have to stay from years to get my hands on it. But actually, the price point is not that bad. Mm-hmm. It's more along the lines of what you would spend at Sephora mm-hmm. on a Sephora run. It's um, In Canada, you can get the smallest size for about $30. Mm-hmm. And the size that we have, the 250 ml, this is giant. Yeah. It is $110. So yeah. not cheap, yeah. but not at La Mer or La Paris price points yeah. either. I mean, I'm using it like twice a week. So yeah. I, it's probably going to take me a year to get through this. <laughs> Behind every bestseller, there's always a damn good story. That's our tagline. That's what we, we say. came up with that. That's what we say. Um, and that really proved no less true when we sat down and spoke to Dr. Philippe Alouche, who now runs the company along with two other partners. Also, you know, with his extensive background, he is a medical physician. He is responsible for research and development. So that's why you're getting all of this heavy-duty science. Yeah, this is a this is a serious skincare mm-hmm. brand. It is all about the health of the skin. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about this interview was hearing about Dr. Alusha's, even though he's got this quite serious side to him hearing about his wild days partying in New York and let his hair down um, yeah. when we talked. I love it. Those are the best parts. And during that part in the conversation, he actually dropped some pretty serious hints as to something that might be coming down the line 
from Biologique Recherche. And I personally think that our listeners and diehard fans are going to be very surprised. I don't think that you saw this coming. Yeah, got to stay tuned to the end for that, you guys. (laughs) But first, we need to start at the very beginning. My name is uh, Dr. Philippe Alouche, and my parents, uh, Yvon and Josette Alouche, started the company uh, on, the, uh, uh, on the 80s, but the concept was born really in the beginning of the 70s. To tell you the truth, they didn't even expect that they would do a brand. My father was a biologist, and he was working also, of course, a product formulator. At that time, I think he was working for the brand Canebo, and... Um, and it started to do some product for my mom. It was a love story. My mother, well, my father was just adoring, adoring my mother. And, and they were just doing some product. Even the P50 was not even, you know, the iconic product was not even born, but he was starting to do some exfoliator for my mom. So it was really like a gift for her. And then, because the friend of my mother would say, my God, why did you put Josette on your face? It's beautiful. And, and, and then we have, you know, my mother was on the medical field, so we had a lot of friends, doctors. And they were, at that time, you know, they were starting to be, even physiotherapists, they were starting to, to want to do some skin care, you know, approach to skin care. It was, you know, it was on the 70s. It was really the beginning of the skin care of today. So peels were being done in the 1970s, but definitely not at home. It was serious business, and it was administered by a doctor or esthetician only. You could just picture those French actresses like Catherine Deneuve, like Mm -hmm. sneaking in the side door and getting like the, you know, creme de la creme treatment. And coming out with like bandages all over her face like a mummy. Huge sunglasses too. (laughs) Um, And a French like silk scarf, obviously. And a long cigarette. (laughs) Um, But I'm always up for a skincare history lesson. Um, But what I found more interesting, it wasn't the P50 lotion that put Biologic Recherche on the map initially. It was another product, one that would be banned on the market today due to its curious star ingredient. My father decided to do a, a cream for stretch mark. It was extremely blackish cream, smelling like hell, full of yeast inside and, and placenta extract. And it's starting to sell that to physiotherapists and they get a really great result on stretch mark because it was exfoliation, it was a whole protocol. And then my father met, uh, met a Romanian doctor. He was really into cellular therapy, cellular therapy. You know, he was no stem cell at the time. And my father, you know, he was more on the botanical field. He was a PhD uh, in biology, but more in physio, in in phytology. Sometimes gross, maybe. But at that time, they were starting to use the placenta. It was human placentas. You know, there was no peptides at that time. And it was a way of getting some natural peptides from biological tissue. So by the 1990s, times were changing. You weren't allowed to use human placenta in cosmetic treatments anymore. Um, I think that's good riddance. Like, I can't believe that was actually ever a a thing. It was at this time that Philippe's father, Yvonne, who was a biochemist, but also truly an expert in botanicals, turned his attention back to the P50 lotion. Well, it's interesting you say that because I'm sitting here looking at the ingredients, which Mm -hmm. we've listed off before, Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking like lactic acid, vinegar, horseradish root. Like, is it the root? Is that like the botanicals coming through? Yeah, I think that's, you know, the point that Dr. Alouche has been trying to make is that it was only harsh chemical peels. So the addition of 
um, ingredients like the horseradish root or the, the f- burdock root extract, the arnica, like that was considered new to be adding into a medical peel. And I think I have to tell you from my own experience, that's one of the conclusions that I drew. It was like this eureka moment because I'd been, you know, using the P50 and I'm a big fan of Japanese lotions and softeners. Yeah. And when he was talking about the backstory about how his dad worked at Kanibo and there it was when Shiseido was coming into the European market. And I think that the idea that it would be a conditioner and a lotion in addition to a peel, like mm-hmm. to me, it's almost like a hybrid product. Yeah. So he's marrying science and nature, but also sort of East and West where mm-hmm. you have these more medical results, but like the hydration and the taking care for the skin. Exactly. Which is very much a Japanese tradition. Exactly. And I think to me, that's what sets this apart from all the other peels yeah. out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of people who are trying to copy the P50, but still to this day, nobody mm-hmm. has really done it. Um, and the way that um, Dr. Alouche Philippe tells it, there were brands trying to bring peels to the at-home market mm-hmm. at the time, but they were using those really harsh chemicals that yeah, were, were from the doctor's office. The same molecules that mm-hmm. the doctors were using. So Dr. Yvonne Alouche, that's the senior Dr. Alouche, mm-hmm. he had the idea to help rebuild the skin instead of just breaking it down. And that's really the goal he set out in developing the P50. That's right. So we asked Dr. Alouche, that's Philippe, our guest, what it was like in those early days when they were toiling over the formulations while he was a teenager. Like, was he a guinea pig in all of this? Biologic Recherche is like my sister or my or my brother because I was always bathed and breed with 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 skincare because my parents was constantly talking about skincare. P50 was born at that time and I was a teen and in school was a lot of guys, you know, and 14, 15 years old with a lot of, you know, pimple all over. It was girls and guys, and I had probably the best skin in the school. So I have all the most beautiful girlfriends. I was very popular for my skin. Can you believe that? It's probably no surprise that Dr. Alouche Jr. would study medicine and that his interest in human sciences began at a young age. I don't know. I was really passionate by the anatomy. And at seven years old, I could name all the, all the bones of the wrestle, which is seven, seven bones who are extremely difficult, extremely difficult name. And I could name them because I saw that, you know, my, my mother was working on anatomy because she was, you know, chronosacral. <laughs> So if you didn't catch what he said there, he said craniosacral therapy. Why he's referring to that is uh, Josette Alouche, his mom, was a physiotherapist. And this craniosacral therapy is something she integrated into her practice. And it's um, using touch and light touch therapy to relieve stress and tension in the spine, the neck, and, and the head. I was extremely passionate to be a doctor. I was playing doctor, of course, as all the children. But I, w- I was really... And then uh, I, met, I met a friend of my mother. She was a chief of research in, in carcinology and cancerology at Hôpital Necker. And, uh, and one day I said, you want I show you what we're doing? And she bring me to the research center. And they were operating rats and everything. They were, you know, working on the tumor. It was like... The, probably the most beautiful day of my life to see all that research and the hospital and everything. And, uh, and I start to come like every month and she, she teach me how to make, you know, the operation, the dissection on the, on the rats. And I was 12 years old. 
and I start to do my own program. And I bought, and I bought, you know, some tools to do, you know, and I created an anesthesiology machine for the rats because I, I was, I was, I loved animals. There was so much animals around me, dogs and chicken and, and in the country. So I, I tried, I tried to create a small machine for them to breathe during the anesthesiology. I was using the bubble, you know, the bubble thing for the, for the fish, you know, the, 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 and I was making a small mask. In the beginning, I thought I, I, I would be a surgeon. So I started by surgery and I thought it was, Intellectually, not interesting for me. Uh, I thought uh, uh, internal medicine would be more interesting, and I was extremely interesting also by extremely acute disorder. So I was intensive careist. Uh, I work in neonatology for the, the kids, uh, cardiovascular disease for ki- kids. I was really not into skin care. I, I was an internist, so I know about the skin, of course, because, as you know, the skin is a reflection of everything, what's all disorder that you have on all the body. But but I didn't know that I would go and end up being a researcher in skincare. So when you hear all about the DNA of Biologic Recherche, it's very evident that this brand is just about the health of the skin. Mm-hmm. It's what they, the MO of every single product that they create. Exactly. And you, you hear that about beauty all the time, but often it's a metaphor. It's a marketing gimmick. Like, yeah. this is no joke. They yeah. have serious medical backgrounds. He knows what he's talking about when he says that what's happening on your skin is a manifestation of what's happening in your body. And that's how they're attempting to treat your skin. Exactly. So we asked Dr. Alouche when the moment came that he would give up all of his medical work to join the family skincare business. And it was still quite modest at that time, not in the 77 countries like it is today. My father one day said, you know, you should help me a little bit because I want you to, to rewrite the methodology of biological research in a medical way. So I came up with the modelization, you know, that you have. What is important is the methodology with the, the combination and the interaction between the, the treatment, the, the, the gesture, the techniques and the product itself, uh, uh, um, uh, an extremely rigorous methodology, very medical-like. It was probably the first time there was no uh, doctor brand at that time, you know. Uh, there was no cosmeceutical. Probably my parents really invented the cosmeceutical using peptides, amino acids from different sources. You know, one day I look at it and say, it is extremely serious. Mm-hmm. And my dad was really tired. He was had to, And I said, listen, dad, I may help you a little bit. I think my father was the first, and my mother as well, to say... You need to take care of the skin with a lot of respect. I look at the skin as a platform, a media platform, buffering, filtering information, directing information from outside to inside, inside to outside, getting back a fully functional epidermis in order to protect yourself. This is, this is not sexy things or very glamorous, but this is, this is the idea, getting back a fully functional epidermis to protect yourself. Because today, health and beauty is the same thing. Through a very strong methodology, through a lot of respect, that's, that's the idea behind the brand. And customization, because we are the first who say, you know, everybody's talking about personalizing medicine, everybody's talking about the individualized medicine. We're probably the first to say we need to do formulas for people, we need to, to, to make the experience always different because the skin is changing. And I came with the idea of skin instant, that you cannot put the skin in boxes, like oily skin, dry skin, normal skin, which doesn't really exist anyway. But the skin is also always dynamic, hyperdynamic organ. So you need, this is what I call skin instant. So it's like a snapshot, and then you adapt your treatment to that snapshot. 
That's also the idea behind the brand as well. Wow, that had to be a very radical idea at the time that Mm -hmm. you're not treating oily, dry, normal skin like it had been for decades. Yeah, that's the kind of information that comes out and just like fucks up a beauty editor's way of telling her stories. Like what happened to my charticle? It's destroyed. What do you mean there are like endless different skin instance? Yeah. So <laughs> the whole MO of how Biologic Recherche treats the skin is that it's about a moment in time. It's a snapshot of your skin, how it looks Depending on the time zone you're in, the climate you're in, the how much if, you've been flying, what you've been eating, are you on your period? Like all of these things impact our skin in the moment, mm-hmm. and they aim to prescribe a regimen around that moment. Exactly. And when you go in three months later, it's going to be experiencing another moment, and you'll get a different prescription at that time. So obviously, the P50 lotion is going to be integral to most people's regimens Mm -hmm. and because there are so many different skin instants as Mm -hmm. it as it were that's why there are seven different types of p50 lotion the original is p50 1970 it is only available in europe and in some parts of europe right now because it contains phenol that ingredient is banned in north america and there's the P50T lotion. That's the one that's available here in Canada pretty widely and also the one that I happen to be using at the moment. Mm-hmm. The latest incarnation of the P50 launched in 2017. It's the lotion P50. Let's see how many times we can repeat that word. Um, P-I-G-M 400, which is to treat dark spots on the face, chest, and hands. Let's rewind in beauty history for a moment to figure out what exactly about it made it such a huge breakthrough. My father, when he created the P50, uh, and then he said we should exfoliate, but extremely respectfully uh, every day, and he was using a solution of alpha and beta-hydroxy. Nobody was using that for consumer at that time. So it was the beginning of the P50, then packing with antioxidant, packing with moisturizer, with different minerals. So... It was not an iconic product at that time, but it was really one of the kind product, you know. And then uh, on the 80s, end of the 80s, beginning of the 90s, a lot of solution came with AHA. Um, and myself, I have to redo the formula of, uh, of P50 on the 2000 because I thought it was too strong. And the challenges of the 2000 was not the same challenges on the 70s and the 80s. So I know that some brands now are using alpha, polyalpha, and beta, but I should say I was the first in the world to use this combination. In our private Facebook group, that's the Breaking Beauty podcast chat room, please join if you haven't already. Everyone is welcome. Some of our listeners were talking about the P50 lotion that's for your hair. It's known as the Lotion P50 Capillaire. Similar to your face, it's designed to remove those dead skin cells from the skin on your scalp and to balance its pH. Again, it's really about skin health, which is important to allowing new hair to grow, bringing more volume and better condition to the hair. There's also a routine with the shampoo and everything that you can follow. Um, We've had the line in Canada for a little bit, but it's just now entering the U.S. market. I have not tried this yet. Have you tried it? No, I haven't. I I, wish. I think if you had a really itchy dry scalp, it would probably be a godsend. Or thinning hair. Yeah, and thinning hair. It Mm -hmm. would be really... 
because thinning hair, it's all about the scalp and what's happening and the blockage of all the, you know, the follicles and all that, right? Yeah, 100%. Who's interested in knowing what P50 stands for? We've gotten to this part in the episode and we haven't told people that yet. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, we're, we're really like bearing the lead here. For skincare nerds and regular gals as well, I think they'll be interested to know the answer. And up next, you're going to hear me asking about my own experience using the P50, and I get a little reprimanded by Dr. Alouche as well. P can be like peeling, and 50 can be also two epidermal cycle. Because we find out that after two epidermal cycle, 50 days about, 50 to 52 days, we really get the great result of the P50. Like 26 days, like after two months, because during the first month you're using P50, more you have a problem, when you have more, your skin is in balance, cleaning up, you know, the cleansing process. And then after two months, it's quite clear. It's beautiful, it's clear, the skin is well-conditioned and you have a stronger epidermis, it's glowing. Right. So it's, it's, it's two, two, week, two, two, two months. Okay, I started using it a week ago. Yeah. And um, I don't know if I'm using it correctly. Yeah, I, you had some pimples? Um, I didn't have pimples. Hmm? Uh, you mean, did I get pimples? From from the P50 when I you're using it. I noticed that there's one coming up on my Don't chin. touch your skin. Oh. <laughs> you're putting bacteria bacteries yes, on your skin. That's true. Um, one thing I noticed two days ago, or maybe it was yesterday, so that was about four days in, is that when I woke up, I had an abundance of oil. Mm-hmm. So I started to think something is happening in terms of... Okay, there's two things. The fact that the P50 is cleaning. It has a cleansing process. So sometimes for the first 15 days, maybe I don't know if it happened to you, but for the first 15 days, sometimes you have a little war, you have more people, a little bit more oily. And then after two months, as I told you, usually it's 15 days. You really start to, to have the result after 15 days. If you're a long-time listener, you know that I have sensitive skin Jill has tougher skin. <laughs> Mine's just oily, so I feel like I can get away with more. Um, I love a good exfoliating product. It makes up like half of my regimen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mind if it, you know, hurts so good. I really don't. <laughs> you love that it gives you all the tingles. Yeah. And so for me, that just feels wrong. I'm like, run, something's wrong, fire. <laughs> so we asked how to introduce it to your routine, even if you do have sensitive skin. A lot of women love that thing. I don't know why. They think that if they burn it, they will be reflourish better. In certain cases, if the skin is extremely thick, uh, uh, for different reasons, maybe it's usually the medical reason, you can do a peel. But really, it's better to have extremely progressive exfoliation. So we have many formulas of P50, obviously. Uh, um, uh, And we are using P50 on extremely sensitive skin. What we're doing usually when the skin is extremely sensitive, we're putting like once or twice a week in the beginning with a lot of water in the cotton, and then uh, we adding you know days and after three every two days, and then the whole, every day, and then morning and night. So we are going progressively. The 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 pH of, I think of the P fifty T is probably around three three point five or three point seven, which is not not and uh, on the top of that, there's also as I told you, we have poly alpha hydroxy acid, we're decreasing the inflammation inside. So your tip was to put 
water in the pound yes, pad yes. first and then the P50? Then the P50, and then you apply, then you dissolve a little bit, you know, you decrease the concentration of the P50 on the cotton, and then you pat lightly your face. You do that like twi twice a week, and then you see how it works. It's not a strong exfoliator. We are against strong exfoliation. Because I don't think we're getting better results because we are strongly affiliated. Especially today, because pollution, stress, food, all this, all the challenges of today are making our skin so weak to get all the challenges. Why we should have weaker skin? Why we should go on pill? Why we should go on laser to be beautiful? And then what is about the health? We are, the, the, the number of cancer of the skin are be rising up like crazy, not... not the melanocarcinoma, but the other cancer, spinocellular cancer, basocellular cancer, are going crazy. And with the evolution of human beings and the mammals, the, the, the skin becomes thinner and thinner, more sophisticated we are, more, we are, more weaker we are. And as, as you may know, uh, um, some, some people say that if we are in an endangered... Now a human being are at least on the endangered species, you know? Will probably in million years disappear from the surface of the earth. One of the key, uh, one of the key of that is because our skin cannot cannot take so much harmful elements from outside. It is an interface. This is our fortress. So make it stronger than weaker. If you haven't totally been paying attention so far, it's okay. We get it. We forgive you. We're all multitaskers. You're probably flicking through Instagram stories right now, or your kids bugging you for a snack or whatever. But you might want to just take a pause from whatever it is you're doing and just listen up here. So we asked Dr. Alouche in this next clip to tell us all about his experience living in New York City, where he spent quite a bit of time when he was growing the business in North America. And here he does a bit of a mic drop, giving us a clue as to what might be coming from Biologic Recherche next. I didn't know that I had that creative part of, on, on me. You know, I was a researcher and a doctor. And then I find out that uh, I can do even makeup. I can mix the skincare with the makeup. I can do colors. I can do perfume. So I was really, um, probably that, that part of myself as a creative person, another serious doctor, but more uh, a crazy guy, uh, uh, working with, uh, with feelings and impression. And I think maybe probably it's from my New York experience when I meet so much designers, musicians, sculptors, painters, and especially the photographers also. They show me how the light is working on the face and some famous one. And then, you know, and then something opened to my mind and I say, hey, maybe I have some creative blood. Let's see. Let's see what can I do. But, you know, sometimes I play with very uh, talented, uh, extremely talented uh, makeup artists, you know. Gucci mm -hmm. Weissman, Violette, all these people that are making Tom Pichot. All these are friends, of course. And we sometimes we, we're gathering together and we just brainstorm and do some nice things. But, you know, and perfume, my father was a perfumer, so I find out that uh, I, I, I did uh, recently two perfumes. It was nice. Yeah, me, I do for myself. I do for my girlfriends all the time. We asked Dr. Alouche if he's ever considered the idea of biologique recherche makeup. Yeah, oh. I love it. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. But it would be more uh, something very um, consistent and more on the on the restorative way and working on, the, on you know, it, it would be skincare, first of all. 
well, this could be big. I'm picturing it like a clay de peau type makeup situation or La Prairie. It's going to be expensive. I'm going to tell you that. Well, I think it'll be luxury. I don't know if it'll be expensive necessarily. I love this idea, though, of Dr. Alouche like gallivanting around New York, like shooting the shit with Violette and Gucci Westman, Tom Show. I'm picturing them like around a poker table, makeup swatches <laughs> everywhere. Probably, probably not exactly <laughs> accurate. Well, in my fantasy, that's it's, what's happening. Yeah, it's probably more like in a lab with people wearing <laughs> coats and, and whatnot. But really excited to see if that becomes a reality. But we wanted to hear more. So we asked, what were his haunts in New York? At the time, I was going a lot outside. You know, I was going a lot outside at night, you know, meeting people, crazy people. Uh, in different uh, bars, clubs, restaurants. And uh, I, had, uh, um, I, I had the chance to live in the same building that David Bowie. I was on the, on, on the rooftop and I was on the, on the fourth floor. So we met at the rooftop and I said I met friends from him. And it was, you know, and Galliano was a friend at the time. And I, I met a lot of different people and on, on, on different industries. So... It was more. It was more extremely intimate into houses or rooftop, rooftop of the life at that time. Did you rooftop. Throw it, throw it onto the P fifty. It did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. The star man was a P fifty fan. It makes me love it even more. <laughs> Naturally, we probed Doctor Alouche to find out which other celebrities are huge. BR fans, but he wasn't going to say. I know. That's so disappointing. When yeah, he's like, like a vault. We were, yeah, we were like, come on, like we're buds now. Like, <laughs> let us know. And I, no. I was surprised. I think that was like an accidental leak. He's old school. Yeah. Like, it's like when you would go to a hairstylist facial, like they don't talk. No, this is like a speakeasy mm-hmm. of skincare. Yeah. And we know, we do know because people have gone on record saying mm-hmm. they love it. And I think one of the big reasons so many people are believers in the brand is the skin treatments, which we haven't even delved into yet, but yeah, they're the such a huge part of why people love and adore this brand. Mm-hmm. And you and I have both had the good fortune of trying them. What was mm-hmm. your experience like? Well, I loved it. And it really had to do with the facial massage technique. Mm-hmm. I like to describe it as it, it's kind of like a lot of very soft pinching that happens all over the face. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a little baby bird is like chipping away at your yeah. face in like the softest way. And it just brings all the the blood circulation to the surface. You feel more volume. Yeah. And it's just a pleasure. Like you you just feel like you've had this insane face massage. It's wonderful. Yeah, I loved it as well. Um, and my favorite part is when they do half of your face with mm-hmm. these manual massage techniques where they're lifting your skin mm-hmm. and then they give you a mirror halfway through and one side of your face is like you're, you look like Shrek <laughs> and the other side you literally look like you're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm a supermodel because I feel like those techniques that you were talking about, it's just mm-hmm. like lifting and sculpting yeah. and that goes back to Josette, the founder. Mm-hmm. She um, her background was physiotherapy. So right. she really manipulated the skin as almost like an architect would like lifting and mm-hmm. um, using these techniques to make it look its absolute best. Mm-hmm. I kind of liken those moves to like someone like a really incredible musician is playing like a harp on your face. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like those little pinches and it never hurts. It's so relaxing. Oh, yeah. Um, it's my dream to have a facial in their private mansion on the Champs-Élysées. Yeah. It looks so beautiful beautiful there. For sure. 
And I think they have a very famous treatment, an mm-hmm. haute couture mm-hmm. treatment at that location. What's that all about? Well, it's to the tune of $25,000. So <sighs> what the? <laughs> <laughs> um, it is. It actually involves a six-month period oh, where okay. you would go in. Oh, does that make it better? Yeah, just take um, my credit card up front, guys. <laughs> um, it involves monthly facials, but also just serious like sci-fi levels of skin al- analysis, like literally. Yeah studying the DNA right. in a lab in a hospital, like multiple people looking at what's been happening in your skin, what's going to be happening next, and then yeah. how how to treat it from an extreme customization level. I wonder who actually does that. I'd be so curious. Royalty or yeah. just complete billionaires. Yeah, like maybe Catherine Middleton or just, I don't know, maybe not. No, but I feel like maybe. Or like maybe. French, French royalty. But you can also just get their regular facials as well, yeah. and we can also get it here. In Canada, they're at a handful of spas and salons, one-to-one spa here in Toronto, which is where I got my treatment. Yeah. Um, they are, have the, you know, the estheticians have to train for so long, which is why they're not at every place around the corner. Yeah. Um, and you can imagine the temptation. Like they could have been at Sephora. They could yeah. have been at Nordstrom. They could have been everywhere. No doubt about it. Yeah. Even the brand itself has been approached by every major beauty company to be bought and they're still independent. Yeah. I, you can imagine that L'Oreal has probably tried to buy this brand so, so many oh, times. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they also have a partnership with the Peninsula had hotels around the world, New York, mm-hmm. London, and, or sorry, New York and Los Angeles. And in London, you can get treatments at the Liberty London. But it's very exclusive. Yeah. You know, and I think that's one thing just if you look back and listen to this episode, they don't talk about how many units they sell per minute. No. They don't name drop celebrities. It's almost like they're playing hard to get. And the more exclusive it is, the more you want it. Yeah. And that's that is the definition of a cult product. Oh yeah, exactly. Nevertheless, the world is changing and FYI, there are places online where you can buy Biologic Recherche. There's a couple of websites in the US, a couple in Canada that do do online shopping, even though that is the not the recommended way to go about getting the P50. They definitely don't promote that. No, yeah. definitely not. For our last question, we needed to know Are there any plans to make P50 more accessible, whether it's eventually coming into a Sephora near you, or will it be strictly still available at spas around the world? Because it's a prescribed product and and because a big part of it is a methodology and techniques, we will never never sell biological research into a department store, into the drugstores, into into pharmacy. It's impossible. It's a system. And without the aesthetician, without the doctor who knows about the skin, there's no point here to sell biological research. Never forever. Thanks for tuning in. Visit breakingbeauty.ca to sign up for our newsletter and every episode will be delivered direct to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And be sure to subscribe to us. There's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play and SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast fix. And if you're up for it, show your love by writing a review in iTunes. 